visibility. I'm your host, Dr. Donna Maria Culbreth, and I'm just super excited today as we launch visibility. And it's February 7th, 2018, and we're coming to you live from New Jersey. First and foremost, I want to say all of my listeners, welcome. And I hope that you are just as excited as I am about launching visibility. And what I'm going to do tonight is introduce you to visibility, talk about the, you know, the mission, the vision, why it exists, why we created it, share with you um, upcoming shows, information, opportunities to sponsor, and advertise on visibility. But this is just a phenomenal moment. It's just a great day. And um, I'm just overjoyed. So when we say visibility, it's because your voices are important and they must be heard. So now let me give you a little background about visibility and who we are and what we're doing. Visibility exists because it's a collaboration between the National Girls and Women of Color Council and Complexity Talk Radio. We've joined forces to produce this as a new weekly talk radio show. Now, the purpose of visibility is to begin and continue a much-needed dialogue in a national forum designed specifically for girls and women of color. This is your platform. This is all about you. Now, the name visibility um, was selected. I actually selected the name because, the, you know, as I said earlier, your voices are important, and they must be heard. This platform this is your platform, rather, to discuss topics that are relevant, important, and matter to girls and women of color. You know, and that goes from A to Z. And when we start thinking about it, it is important in light of the fact that we know that sometimes the, the voices and the visibility of girls and women of color, sometimes you just don't hear them. Um, they're not being seen. They're not being given the recognition. So our goal is to make sure that you, your voices are heard, issues, concerns that are of importance, importance to girls and women of color, that they are addressed in a forum that's accessible to everyone on demand. And I wanted to, before I even go further, is just that in 1965, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King stated, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. We simply cannot be silent about the issues that are affecting girls and women of color. I could not be silent about the visibility and the voices being heard. Issues. So what we plan on doing on visibility is that we're going to discuss issues. We're going to, you know, concerns. We're going to question And we're going to focus on developing a unity among us, for us, and by us. Why? As I said earlier, because your voices are important and they must be heard. We will bring awareness to the plethora of issues affecting our girls and our women relative to the psychological, emotional, physical, and social well-being and growth. You know, in a nutshell, our mission which I think is awesome, is to advance, celebrate, embrace, and empower girls and women of color worldwide. 
We're doing this in a forum that is accessible to everyone at any time and any place. It's called on-demand listening. You know, and in discussing with Dr. Jung and, and putting together visibility, we both noted that the voices must, of girls and women of color must be heard, not just on a local level, but on the national and international levels as well. Because, as we've noted, you know, there have been too many times, <coughs> excuse me, when our voices or just girls and women of color in general are not included in mainstream dialogues and conversations. It's also issue that the unique needs and experiences are often not, um, let's put it this way, point blank, they're ignored. And that's an issue and a concern. So with visibility, it's going to give the girls and women of color voices. The idea behind all of this is, if you really think about it, we're trailblazing and torch-bearing a path. And one of the reasons that really helped me to decide on launching visibility was the fact that I personally believe that we were at a crossroads and that if we did not take a stand now to ensure that the voices of girls and women of color are heard throughout the world, then, I mean, really picture this game. How will the unique needs and experiences ever be addressed realistically? So for me, it was now or never. So with Complexity Talk Radio and the National Girls and Women of Color Council, we're using our platforms to be the change that is needed by beginning and continuing a dialogue in a form of this kind. And as I said earlier, this is your platform. This is for you. And I'll go over exactly in a few what we're looking for as far as guests, um, the type of dialogues, the focus of where we actually want visibility to go to. Now, which I think is really awesome, for the month of February, in celebration of Black History Month, we've launched a mini-series, and it's titled We Are Our Sisters Keepers, Black Girls and Women Empowering Each Other in the Millennium. And it's a mini-talk radio series that will only go on for the month of February. This mini-series is being sponsored by Colbert Jung and Severino Consulting Firm. And it'll include a series of shows, which I'm going to share with you momentarily, because I think you'll be really excited and um, intrigued by the content. We believe, strongly believe that by holding the, this particular mini-series, we'll be able to touch base on so many important issues and topics that will not only pave a path for future shows and guests, but at the same time enlighten, um, make you question, think, challenge, figure out, because there are issues that must be addressed, that we will address unapologetically, authentically, and with this, you know, bringing the truth to the table. So we hope you enjoy them. So let me go on and share with you 
the episodes in the series that we're going to have. We have exactly, let's see, I think there's six episodes, six, seven counting episode today, throughout the entire month of February. Today's episode, of course, as you know, is We Are All Sisters Keepers, and and when I do handle that part of the um, show tonight, I'll be focusing in on how black women and girls, as their sisters keepers, can work together to maintain the village, how we can build relationships with each other through support, nurturing, sharing, guidance, etc. And this is all, you know, that we are sisters keepers. It, it, it all goes back to, and I like to always reference this, it keeps flowing, rather, back to the psychological, the emotional, the physical and social well-being growth of girls and women of color. Well, black girls and women, you know, excuse me for that there. And what we want to look at, topics like tonight's historical perspectives, psychic prisons, socioeconomic issues, looking at poverty, higher, you know, higher ground, looking at how we can actually work together and, you know, move away from some of this, the negativity we want to see more of where we're celebrating and embracing each other, empowering each other through connecting. So that show, you know, tonight I'll talk all about that, and I think you'll really enjoy it. On February 13th, our episode is titled Black is Beautiful, Defining Yourself for Yourself Authentically and Unapologetically. The focus of that show, you know, simply stated, is that Black is Beautiful is going to focus on black women being their authentic selves unapologetically. The manner in which we choose to express our blackness individually is a personal choice, and it's one that should not be open to ridicule, to criticism, shaming, gossip, etc., etc. Topics for that particular episode will include One Size Does Not Fit All, The Authentic You, Leave my hair alone, identity, career choices, lifestyles, hobbies, you know, the social circles, black pride, interests. We're going to focus on interracial dating. And additional topics are going to include learning to to authentically define yourself for yourself in your pursuit of happiness and embracing the uniqueness and diversity of, you know, black women. On February 15th, we have the episode Love, Intimacy, Sexuality, and the Black Woman, Part 1. Our guest for the episode would be Dr. Kat Smith, who's an intimacy expert. So this show is basically going to focus in on black women in love, you know, um, and loving. We're going to focus in on platonic and romantic relationships, intimacy, and sexuality. Topics will include loving and nurturing, um, relationships, choices, soulmates, friends with benefits, intimacy, sex, compassion, stereotypes, voices, loving with great passion, emotions, satisfaction, gratification, expressing needs, wants, and desires, etc. So that's going to be a phenomenal show. We will have a part two of that show, which will air on the 24th of February also, and I'll get to that in a minute. On February 21st, we have the episode titled, Single Black Females, on being single, 
settled and loving it. The description is, the decision to remain single is a personal choice made by many black women who are quite comfortable with their lifestyles. The particular episode is going to have a discussion focusing on being single, on purpose, finding balance, living fulfilling lives, and being in a good place psychologically, emotionally, physically, and socially. Additional topics will include um, the single life, society, and the single black female, family, friends, and others, dating, single parenting, finances, careers, of course, um, self-love, self-esteem, identity, pride, and commitment, among other topics. On February 22nd, the episode is titled To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. This particular episode is mainly geared toward our girls, preteens, and teens. And what we're going to be focusing on during this episode is looking at love, support, nurturing, and guidance that our young girls, teens, preteens, you know, that they need as they grow into women, to, to be women. We're going to focus on the self-love um, areas, esteem, identity, self-pride, and self-respect. That is the foundation of I Am Beautiful Global. And then also, which we'll be introducing for the first time, are the national, actually is the National Girls and Women of Color Council's Pillars of Characters for Girls, Preteens, and Teens. Additional topics include quality education, nutrition, health, color positive attitudes, disparate treatment of our black girls. We're going to look at racism and how it affects them, colorism. We will also focus in on defying negative stereotypes. Bullying, peer pressure, family, friends, the dating scene, community service, and most importantly, the role the village plays in their psychological, emotional, physical, and social well-being growth of our girls, preteens, teens, and young women. Our guest for that episode will be Ms. Nicole Fenner, who is the founder and author of the Sister Girl Collection, and you absolutely love her work. And the Rose Foundation is also going to be a guest. On February 24th, which is a Saturday at 10 a.m., we will host Love, Intimacy, Sexuality, and the Black, and the Black Woman, Part 2. Our guest for that um, episode will be Dr. Twinette Palmer and some of our colleagues, colleagues who are associated with the Association of Black um, Sexologists and Clinicians. So that is going to be a rewarding, interesting show. On February 28th, our final show in the episode and series is titled Unity Among Us, For Us, and By Us. The discussion for that particular episode is going to focus in on how black women can advance, celebrate, embrace, and empower each other professionally, academically, and personally in, this, in the millennium. Topics are going to include unity, Jealousy, understanding what is at stake, why unity among us, for us, and by us can make the difference, understanding why we must focus on lifting each other through various measures, including friendship. You know, we have social circles, professional organizations, the community, um, even church. And the discussion is also going to focus in on how we can teach young black girls, preteens and teens, to advance 
celebrate, embrace, and empower their peers because that is so important. Because our young girls, you know, they watch us. They see how we act, interact, and react with each other. And if they view or see negativity with grown women as adults, what do you think is going to happen with them? What type of behavior do you think that they're going to start doing? So something to think about, food for thought, the list of episodes that I just went over is also available on the blog for, for the National Girls and Women of Color Council. And that website address is ngwcc.org, and it's the WordPress blog. You can reach it by going to our website, clicking the blog, and it'll open right up. So, having said that, I hope you're really excited and intrigued. Um, we also will have a listener line where guests will be able to call the show live. Um, so each week we're going to air live shows. During those shows, we'll have time slots where we'll have, you know, a listener line will ask guests to call in, where they'll be able to ask questions, you know, comment, share, and so on. The listener line telephone number is 323, excuse me, area code 323, Six four two one five six two. I think by having a listener line for a show such as this as a visibility is really important because your voices can and will be heard. You can share your opinions, your thoughts, ideas. Um, that's what visibility is all about. You're being heard. You're being seen. You're there. Now, the most exciting thing is that starting in March of 2018. We'll air regular shows um, and interviews featuring various guests. As noted, the show will normally air on Wednesdays. However, there will be times we may have to change the date to a different date to accommodate a guest who's going to be on the show. We are uh, seriously thinking about going Monday through Friday. We'll see how that goes with sponsorship and advertisements. But the guests, and this is, you know, the most important part here, our guests that we're looking to have come on the show um, will come from all backgrounds, all walks of life. We're we're looking for scholars and researchers to share their research, their publications, initiatives, et cetera, about girls and women of color. We're looking at authors, bloggers, playwrights, writers and publishers, you know, to discuss and share their publications. You know, as well as the bloggers, you know, just talk about what they're blogging about. We're interested in educators to discuss the K-12 and higher education sectors, entrepreneurs to discuss business, trends, new ventures, opportunities, and more. We're also looking for mothers, grandmothers, aunts, you know, nieces. You know, there will be segments where the voices are also also must be heard of, you know, the families of families, you know, looking at their family structure. So it's important, you know, and other relatives as well will be invited, that we can discuss topics, issues that are relevant, important, and that matter. We'll also have guests that are advocates, trailblazers, and torchbearers, you know, to discuss the advocacy for girls and women of color relative to race, color, gender, pay equity, um, employment, legal issues, among other topics, including the criminal justice system, um, 
how girls are being treated, especially so in schools with regard to discipline in other areas. And that would also fund our educators. Guests will include health professionals to discuss and educate about physical and mental health. You know, I read an article the other day and cannot remember where, but it stated, and I found it very alarming, that there's a big issue of mental health in the black community. Mental health issues are really of great concern. So we will bring on practitioners, we'll bring on professionals, we'll bring on subject matter experts, you know, psychologists, sociologists. We'll bring on a group of, of um, subject matter experts to discuss key issues and areas, especially when it comes to just physical health as well. We'll have nutritionists come on to talk about preparing food, um, eating healthy. We'll also go through talking about, you know, the physical, keeping yourself in good shape. We'll have politicians discuss issues, concerns, and and, um, initiatives, organizations created for girls and women of color. We'll even have economists to come on and talk about the socioeconomic issues affecting girls and women of color. We're looking at fashion designers, beauty and hair consultants, you know, share with us the latest trends, you know. And I just think, you know, this is going to be so awesome. And then there'll be more. We're open to guests from all walks of life, from any, every profession. Because one thing we have to remember with visibility is that this is every the platform for all girls and women of color. We will have international guests who will arrange probably do a pre-recorded show because of the time difference. Um, it's not an issue for me. I'm a night owl. You guys know that. So once again, this is your platform. I will be hosting the shows each week. And I think you'll enjoy them. This is my life's work. I describe this as my life's work. I'm focusing on girls and women of color. This is my unique calling. I seriously and and with all my heart and every fiber of my being believe that when you celebrate girls and women of color, you embrace them. And it's that embrace that empowers them and enables them to advance and reach for the stars. And that is my focus. That is my work. So I do hope that you will enjoy visibility. Feel free to recommend or suggest topics discussions, if there is something that you believe, an issue um, that you would like to hear us discuss in the forum, feel free to recommend. Send us an email. Say, hey, Dr. C, we would love to see you have a show, or I would love to um, hear a show about, you know, A, B, C, or D, whatever it is. There are no issues that we will not discuss, especially all those issues that are so relevant to our girls and women of color. So feel free. Again, this is your platform. It's here for you. So use it, enjoy it, learn, grow from it, share it, because visibility is all about you, your voices, and being visible. So having said that, let me move on. Now that's our introduction I'm part of visibility. We will have sponsors. We are asking for sponsorship and advertisers. 
for visibility, and that information will be going out in the next couple of days, or I believe a week or two. And it's because through the sponsors and advertisers, we'll be able to pay for the airtime, our staff, including our program assistant, um, our research assistant, blocker, director of sound production, our voiceover talent, as well as permits um, and licenses for our use of music. You know, at the end of shows or during shows. So let's talk a little bit more about this sponsorship. Um, now, when you sponsor visibility, it provides an excellent platform to enable and make actionable an organization or a business, company, etc., as goals to support the psychological, emotional, physical, and social growth and well-being of girls and women of color in the pursuit of personal, academic, and professional goals. So as a residual impact, when you sponsor visibility, it'll provide you with a wonderful opportunity, you know, to expand, your, you know, the organization, the company's visibility within the community through positive branding and recognition as a progressive organization that supports girls and women of color. When you become a regular sponsor, your message will be part of, um, you know, a live broadcast, a broadcast, on-demand archives, as well as those available for download. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but visibility will be available through Podbean, iTunes, um, the website of Complexity Talk Radio, through the National Girls and Women of Color Council, and our social media accounts. So there are there's several... Um, Methods in which you can listen to. You can listen to Visibility Live by dialing in and listening during the show. You may listen on your mobile devices, your desktop, laptop, whatever you use. Um, we have a mobile app, which is under Complexity Talk Radio, that you can also listen to the episodes, um, again, all on demand. So we're excited about that. So now that we've talked about sponsors, when it comes to advertisements, great benefits, wonderful benefits to advertise on complexity um, for visibility, we will be able to offer pre-recorded, um, audio-only pre-recorded advertisements that you provide, that advertisers would provide to us, or in written form, and they'll be read during the show. Um, company logos, of course, and this goes for sponsors, will be posted on, you know, Visibility's webpage and blog and all our social media accounts. When we advertise the shows each week, um, mention links back to your website, mention your company, you know, via the social media accounts. Um, again, the archives, which will be available on several platforms. And as an advertiser, you'd be able to come on as a guest to promote your product and or business. Advertising rates for sponsors and, um, and advertisers for all will be available on our website. And we're sending them out in the mail this week. So feel free. As sponsors, um, great many number of opportunities. Um, from the commercials to the logos, mentioning all notices, uh, product reviews of your product or relative to your business, and I think it's going to be a real um, awesome 
awesome uh, experience with visibility. So if you are interested in sponsoring episodes or advertising on, on visibility, please contact us. You may um, contact me at Dr. Cole with the Complexity Talk Radio dot com. Our website will also have additional information as to how you can contact um, visibility, and we'll get all that information out to you guys shortly. So that's that segment, that portion that I wanted to cover with everybody. This episode, again, I'll repeat, is being sponsored by Colbert Jung and Severino, an education, business, and management consulting firm at Colbert Jung and Severino. Um, they are consultants specializing in business, education, human resource management, and management. The consultants are experts in their respective fields and bring several years of experience to the firm. Their services are customized to meet the ever-increasing needs of each organization by focusing on quality services in a cost-effective manner. Colbert Jung and Severino. Okay, guys, it's time for us to move on, and let's focus in on this particular episode for tonight as being our sister's keepers. I think it's important that we do focus in on being our sister's keepers because we all know that we're all members of the village. And as members of the village, we all play certain roles through various customs, practices, beliefs, etc. So some of those roles include ensuring that our girls and women are supported across the board with regard to their psychological, emotional, physical, social well-being and growth um, of each, you know, of each individual person on various dimensions, of course, various dimensions. Girls and women of the village possess unique talents, which are used to provide support, nurturing, protection, guidance, and to help advance, celebrate, embrace, and empower. And not only that, but to inspire and motivate girls and women as they travel on their journeys. So that sisterhood and being our sister's keepers is important as we grow. And I believe no matter how young or how old you are, we can all benefit from being in that, in that sisterhood and, and being a part of what we know, the collective of this, being part of the sisters keepers. It's important. We have, let's see, I believe it was maybe about two years ago when um, a young lady, and I cannot remember the location, I believe it was in... Washington, D.C., we had a conversation, and I said to her, we are our sister's keepers in so many aspects of the word. It was, you know, of the the phrase. And she said to me, really, Dr. C.? And I said, yeah, we are. And her next comment was, but why are there so many issues with, you know, girls, black girls and black women always being at odds with each other, not getting along. And, you know, made me think she was right. She was really, really right. 
So at the end of the day, I think it's important that we remember that. Um, when you are working with young women, young girls, they're very impressionable. I think it's important for all of us to understand that when we start looking at being our sister's keepers, you know, that means how can we work together to maintain the village? That's what that is all about. Um, build relationships with each other through support, nurturing, um, sharing, guidance, all again to make sure that our girls and our women are okay, that their well-being is there, that there are positive fo- there's a positive focus and thought processes. This is what we're looking at. So it's important to note that um, when we also start looking at being our sister's keepers, you know, we're looking at also voices, visibility, unity. Um, let's see, being unbreakable, um, helping them deal with traumas, uh, race issues, poverty, higher ground, perseverance, psychic prisons. There's so many areas that we're looking at when we're saying that we are our sister's keepers. So basically, when we say our sister's keepers, my question to you is what does that really mean to you? How do you interpret it? How do you apply it in your world, in your life? You know, historically we know we go back, you know, whether it's slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, civil rights. There's always been that bond where that sister's keepers thing was there, where we had the older generation making sure that the younger generation was okay. With me, regardless of how they did it, well, it was done. They were taken care of. So think about it. And as we go through this entire series, consider this. You know, how are we actually our sister's keepers? And what are we doing? to be our sister's keepers. It's important to remember that. So when you start looking at it from a historical perspective, if you go back and you check through the history books, um, whether you're watching movies, if you remember in The Color Purple, remember how, in a sense, um, there was Shug, Miss Seeley, um, cannot remember the character's name that Oprah Winfrey played, um, and there was the other girl, I think they called her Squeak or whatever her name was, play, play, played by the character, was played by Ray Dong Chung. Did you ever notice that, that unity there in an indirect way, how they had that type of a bond? In a sense, when you start looking and, and really going back in history, and I really, really recommend, look at some of the book, look at the... Um, it's an anthology that was written titled The Kids of Daughters of Africa. And when you go through it, it has poems, short stories in it. It's really phenomenal. And you'll see tidbits of plays, poem, you know, excerpts rather. And in each piece that is written in that book, you can see, you know, where... It is that whole mentality or that focus or that philosophy of being our sister's keepers. It's there. 
You don't see it. So if you get a chance, look at the daughters of Africa. And just you take your time and go through it. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So when we start looking at black women and we look at our girls and history going forward, you know, consider this. What role do we play in helping to identify? Now, remember, within the, con- the notion of being your sister's keepers, what role do we play in identifying the psychological, emotional, physical, and social well-being and growth issues that affect each, that are affecting each of us? And remember, when we start talking about being our sister's keepers, remember, this is a generational thing. It's not just, oh, we have to worry about the young girls uh, or preteens or teens. It's our whole, the whole span, all age groups are included here. And it's important because you may have a senior who needs assistance, help, or guidance. So it's not always just that younger generation we have to remember even though at times we do look up to our elders and our seniors as, as you know, being the, the foundation for us or role models or to give us advice, there does come a time in their lives when they need, you know, that someone there to help them. They need someone to be, you know, sisters, keepers, to be there for them. So as you go along and as we go through this entire series, mini-series, of we are our sister's keepers, you know, what are, I mean, these are just questions I want you to consider and think about really on a deep level. You know, what are the psychological, emotional, physical, and social issues that are paramount to our overall well-being in the millennium? How can we, as black women, support, help, assist, and be there for each other? And here's the thing. It's not just in good times. See, that sister's keeper thing, it goes on whether it's good times or bad times. You know, whether someone is flying high or someone's flying low. You, when we talk about being your sister's keeper, it's 24-7. It's not just, hey, she's doing great. I'm here for you. Let's go out and celebrate. It's being the shoulder to cry on the voice of reason, the comfort, the mentor, the guider, the advisor, the helper, the friend. You know, that's what that means. And we can't lose sight of that. We cannot forget about that because it's important. Another area I want you to consider as we go through the series is this. Consider, if you will, the unbreakable unity that we have as black women you know, you know, even let's let's go back and talk about our girls, preteens and teens. There's an unbreakable unity among us, for us and by us historically. Now, we know that it's there historically; it exists. But my question is, do we have that same type? And we know things are different because um, there's so many things that have changed historically over the time, but. Is there an unbreakable bond among us in the millennium? And if it is, how do we sustain it? How do we make sure that no one infiltrates it, no one comes in and snips, snips, snips it away? Where we're on, and we don't always have to be on the same page. But what I'm saying is that if there is a unity that is unbreakable, 
among us, between us, however you want to classify it as black women? What forms that bond in this day and age, in the millennium? How do we keep that unbreakable unity there? What are we up against? So as we go through this series, this mini-series, and other shows I'm following, these are all the areas that, you know, I, I would like to see you try and focus in on when it comes to being the sister's keepers. You know, another question I want you to consider to ask yourself is, how do we prevent each other from being broken by the traumas of racism? Racism is a real you-know-what. You know, it, it can, and it can be very damning, and it can be very um, gut-wrenching. It, it does cause psychological, emotional, even physical and social traumas for, for black women and our girls. So how do we prevent each of us from being broken by these traumas, by the dis- disparate treatment that we receive based on the color of our skin? Because let's talk about the colorism, interracial colorism and interracial colorism. You know, how do we sustain ourselves? How do we keep each other going and be the support beams that we need, especially so? And in light of the fact that sometimes every day it may be a battle for us just dealing with the racism, the disparate treatment, and the colorism alone. So these are areas, you know, that we have to think about. It's inequality that we deal with. How do we deal with that and... and prevent us from being broken by that trauma of, you know, of being, of being treated in a, in a way that, you know, you're not being treated equally. What about the injustices? How do we maintain and keep ourselves from being broken by the traumas of injustices? <coughs> Excuse me. What about when our voices are ignored? What about when we... They don't hear us. They don't see us. What about the body shaming? What about this hair thing that that goes on? What about how our girls and women are depicted in the media, um, in movies? And there was a discussion I was having, oh, my goodness, I think it was last week or the week before, about how we're always being portrayed. And let me just say this. Um, I'm not a TV person, and those of you who know me know that I rarely watch television, which is, you know, get you some important news. But in a, in a conversation, um, a young lady and I were talking about how black women are often being portrayed, and we started talking about the soap operas. And what I've noticed in one particular soap opera, the character um, on The Young and the Restless, whose name I cannot recall at this point, she's the only black female on there, is portrayed as this mega bitch. You know, um, demanding, nasty, rude, condescending. I mean, it, it would be nice to see a black woman play a role and not always label them as being the bitch, the oversexed person, or playing the, you know, that mammy role, or as we say, the Jezebel mammy sapphire. And... I find it disturbing that in this day and age, it's how we are, we are still portrayed in, you know, in television. So that is something else, you know, we have to think about. And we also have to remember, because this one young lady made a valid point when she said, Hey, Dr. C, what you don't realize 
is that, of course, we don't think our young girls are watching them, but I told her, they may be. I know when I was in high school, I watched soap operas. And when I came home and she said, um, and I said to her, no, here's the issue. What happens when we see our young girls watching that and thinking that's the way they're supposed to behave? They think it's okay. When we turn on the television and we see our little black girls being always being portrayed as fresh and sassy with a fresh mouth, always having to give back talk, you know, it would be nice to see our girls portrayed in a different light. It would be nice if we could just say, you know, we know that we have that unbreakable unity, but it would be nice if we if we could even move to that point where we saw our, our young girls and even our women being portrayed in a positive light and get away from these doggone, what I consider negative stereotypical portrayals of black girls and black women. I've had enough of it. I, I find it sickening and annoying. Um, so that's something, you know, to think about as we go along. The other thing is, that I, other thought that I want you to consider a question as we go through this mini-series of Being Our Sister's Keepers is how do we prevent each of us from being broken by traumas of disappointments, heartbreak, abuse, loneliness, jealousy? Think about it. How can we prevent each of us from being broken by those traumas? As our sister's keepers, are we prepared to really step in and say to one of our sisters who's wounded, who's going through some trauma, who's devastated and really upset with life at the time being, can we walk in and help her deal with the disappointments, the heartbreak, the traumas, the um, loneliness, abuse issues? Now I'm not saying you have to be a trained expert, but it's just the comfort of knowing someone is there that you offer the assistance. You can be um, someone that can get them the help they may need or just talking. So when we start talking about being our sister's keepers, you know, this is huge. It's not just some, hey, you want to do lunch tomorrow? Fine, let's just do lunch. It's about protecting, guiding, mentoring, leaning, helping. You know, it's about be, being an opportunity for someone. These are the things we, we consider and we start talking about being our sister's keepers. That's it. The other thing is, other question is, how do we teach our girls about being their sister's keepers? We can show them by example. We as, our, as adults must learn that it's okay to smile when you pass another sister in the street. You don't have to look at it and give it a dirty, grumungeon look. I'm like, what's this about? It's okay to offer support, to say, hey, can I help you? Do you need a helping hand? To work together. See, here's the point, gang. If our young girls, and I noticed this early in the show, but if our young girls see us as adults acting, interacting, and reacting with each other in a positive light, they in turn is strong possibility that they'll pick that up and they'll see, okay, it's fine. But what I think it's important is that we as adults, I mean, have to just learn that, you know, and this is something I do all the time. I'm walking down the street, I'm walking in a store, whatever I may be doing, if I happen to look up, 
and I notice someone's watching me. I'm like, hello, how are you? Oh, I smile. It's okay to pay a compliment to another sister. There's not a blessed thing wrong with that. You know, it's okay to say, hey, your hair is slamming. You look great. I love your shoes. I love the outfit. That's not a sign of envy or jealousy. You're celebrating that sister who has it together. When we celebrate, we are embracing. And it's that embrace that empowers. It empowers us to advance and keep reaching for the stars. You never know. Someone may be having your smile. Hey, sister, how are you? Do you need help with this? Is everything okay? That can go so far. It can mean the world of difference. It can make the difference for so many people. So when we talk about being our sister's keepers, let's keep it real. You know, Dr. C, I will keep it very real for you. Let's stop the crap. Stop the jealousy. Stop the crabs in the barrel nonsense. If somebody wants to wear their hair relaxed, damn it, it's their hair. Let them wear it relaxed. If somebody wants to go natural, then you be natural. But it doesn't mean that you have a right to criticize or um, tear someone down because you decide to go natural and, and somebody else did not, or vice versa. If someone wants to wear weave extensions or a wig or dye their hair, it's their hair on their head. It's personal. It's none of your business. We, as black women, must begin to realize and see that we spend too much time on petty nonsense. That's insignificant. That means nothing. But says, I'm being a petty, you know what? So we need to back that up. We need to take that energy and that drive that we feel sometimes and we want to be critical or go after another sister and use it for some positive, positive reason. We, the support is so important as being our sister's keepers to support each other. Um, I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, there's a woman who I, I did a really nice favor for about a week ago. Um, a really big, big favor financially. And she never said thank you. Now, I've been around. I know the rules of the game. And because of who I am, it didn't faze me. But we have to learn also to be thankful and grateful. Because when people are nice to you, when they are there as part of that collective of being the sisters keepers, say thank you. Regardless of how small or large you may think it is, be grateful, be thankful. Show your gratitude. Don't just keep taking, taking, taking. Because when it, when it comes down to someone who's just always give me, give me, I need, I want, I want, I want. And you're not showing your gratitude or saying thank you to someone for being there as your sister's keeper. You may get the wrong type of person who may become bitter and be like, oh, you know what the heck with this? I'm done. You know, um, she can step the next time she needs help. So if someone is doing something kind for you, if someone is following this sister's keeper thing and doing some nice things, whether it's a referral, it's a job, it's a holding the door, 
um, sharing something, helping you along, be grateful and thankful. Say it and mean it. One of the worst things that can happen is a sister who is following that sister's keeper's focus and does something nice for another sister, and she's like, oh, okay, come on, ladies, where's the gratitude, where's the thank you? You don't have to kiss up. You don't have to kiss someone behind in every available spot. But it's the common, most decent thing you can do is to show your gratitude, that you appreciate it. That's all you have to say, and keep on stepping. Supporting each other across the board on the various dimensions with all the issues, the plethora of issues that we deal with as black women and girls, it's important. Let me bring a good point. Let me share something with you, a good point. I belong to some of the social media groups online, many of which I join to observe and see how we interact, act, and react with each other. I was talking to my sister about this one last night. What I find most disturbing is when you see the groups and you see women in the groups saying, sisters, we're supporting each other to help each other out. And you see one woman post something about, hey, this event is coming up. My daughter is in the spelling bee or modeling competition. Wow, you can count the number of likes on one hand, if they get any. So if we're about supporting each other, it's not going to hurt if you read the post, give it a like. That shows the support. But I, I find it, I found it rather highly ironic that these groups have the audacity to be labeled that we're supporting each other and we're helping each other. And there's not a blessed soul in there supporting the other one's postings. Or Jane Doe posts and Susie, wrote, Susie So has a post right after her. To, and I'm saying to myself, listen, this is just not good. So if we're going to be about it, you know, if we say that we're about it, then be it. Learn to support each other. It's, it's not going to hurt. Part of that sister being your sister's keeper is about, you know, looking at and seeing, okay, this one has an activity, this one has a project, there's a business, an organization. But the focus sometimes is anything but support. And that's something that we really need to see more of among black women. That true blue, to the heart, support, helping each other along, supporting it. It doesn't hurt you to share a link. If you post something, I like it, I'll share it. Because that is the only way we have to continue to lift each other up. We are our sister's keepers. And as such, it's not going to hurt you to support them. If you can't afford to support them financially, share their post. Maybe someone else may read or see their post, and they can help them. That's what it's about. Something else I want to bring up, bring up that I found alarming. I'm on a Facebook site today, and, and you know, and I'm just going to say this too. Some of the black media posts on the social media can be so doggone negative and annoying at times. But there was a post today about the young woman, Tisha Campbell, I believe her name is, who played Martin's wife on his show Martin years ago, was allegedly, I think, making a comeback as an R.B. singer. I think this will be a second time she's tried or something to that effect. I'm not sure. 
And she, I think she's 49 years old, and I thought that was great. Whether she was 29, 49, or 59, she's starting um, out to go into R&D. There was a video posted. But what I found most disturbing were the negative comments that were written there about, you know, this woman's comeback or whatever she's, you know, her new venture. And it was the bashing. It was the negativity. It was so unbelievably ugly that I had to post and say something about it. And when I, you know, my point was, you're never too old. You're never, ever too old. And it's being within the focus of being your sister's keepers. If you can't say something nice, then don't say anything. But don't be jokes about stuff. We, I see so much nonsense and tearing down of each other and social media. It's embarrassing. It really is. When we talk about racism and how we're treated disparately and wonder why um, we're not getting the respect that we believe or we know that we should be given, stop and think, how in the world are we treating each other? So, you know, we're going to talk and complain about the racism and how we're being treated disparately. You know, we have to stop and look at how we're treating each other. You don't think those who are racist are looking, saying, look at them. Look at the black people again. They can't even get along and support each other. So why should we support them or her? So come on, folks, let's get this together. We are our sister's keepers. You don't have to like each other. You don't have to be cut buddies and BFFs. But we are living in an era where we see how the times have changed. We saw and we, we will continue to see the browning of America. What we're beginning to see is the disparate treatment of how, of, for people of color, black women, black men, you know, other, others. So... My point that I'm trying to make here is that let's start trying to form some type of bond, some unity among us, for us, and by us. Where we are lifting each other up. We are uplifting each other. We are supporting each other. We are being there. If you can't offer help and you know someone needs help, we get to tell somebody else about it. But we have to get to the point where we stop with the nonsense and the crap, especially in the social media, um, on the social media platforms. We need to see some type of unity. A couple of months ago, there were two brothers, um, black men, who were intellectuals, who were having a battle online, which I found to be absolutely ridiculous and fruitless, a complete waste of their brain cells over nonsense. So what we need to do, we need to remember that if we are our sister's keepers, I'm not saying you have to agree with everything somebody does. I'm not saying you have to like everything. But for goodness sakes, at least can we see some unity forming here, some support. If we don't stand up and help each other, who do you think is really going to really, let's be real with each other. There are other people out there who help us. The whole world is not racist. And we have to remember that. But I think it's so important for us to remember the need for us to support each other. We are our sister's keepers. 
And if you can't embrace that, you don't get it, you don't understand it for whatever reason, you just want to be difficult about it, then so be it. That's on you. But the point I just wanted to bring home and make is that we have to see this. There's so much out here and there's so many people um, that need help. You know, here's some food for thought. We, we need, our girls need nurturing. They need to learn how to share, to inspire and lift each other. Help guide each other. When we see mentoring, um, if you're going to be a mentor, then you need to be in the capacity where you're stepping to the plate correct. There's not, you know, there's a woman who I've seen as who considers herself a mentor for young women, and it's just everything's off balance there. Everything's bad, um, negative. Um, and I'm saying to myself, my gosh, this woman is mentoring young girls. You know, it doesn't look good. We see too much professional jealousy, too much jealousy, where we see black women will not work together in so many areas and ways where we can. We can make a significant difference. It doesn't have to be that battle royal who's going to have to be in charge. Come together, bring your skill sets to the table, bring your talents to the table, and let's see, okay, what can we do together in unity? We don't need the bickering. We don't need the jealousy. We don't need the nonsense. There's so much we could do if there was unity because there is power in numbers. As our sisters keepers, we could change the world. We could come in like the song says, like a wrecking ball. So, you know, let's think about this stuff. You know, our girls, and I said this earlier, our preteens and teens are very impressionable. They tend to play what they see with behavior, actions, attitude. So we need to make sure that we're really well put together if we're going to be working with our young girls. They see us as role models. And being our sister's keepers, we are charged to ensure that that peps, that psychological, emotional, physical, and social well-being and growth is positive. That our girls, our preteens, teens, and young women, as well as our women and seniors, that they are being advanced. They are being celebrated. They are being embraced, and they are being empowered. You know, some of us are trailblazers and torchbearers. Others prefer to be low-key and stay in the background. But there are roles that each of us play, like I said earlier, not just in time and trouble, but, in a, you know, across the board. It's, you know, there's a song Whitney Houston and Cece online and saying, Count on Me. I think it's from the movie Waiting to Exhale. But we need to be able to count on each other to be there. To, you know, like the song says, good and bad, thick and thin. It's important. As black women, we endure so much more than women from other groups. From body shaming to the negative stereotypes to the racism, the colorism, um, inequality and pay, on high unemployment, Issues with the work environment, promotion, health issues, um, issues that we're dealing with in pregnancies, mental health, also not just physical, but mental health. Um, it's just there. You know, we're told that we're not enough, that we're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. Our hair is not enough. But in unity and with 
that collective of being our sisters, keepers, we are more than enough. And this is what we must strive to focus in on and show each other. We are more than enough. If someone doesn't see the value, the worth, the beauty of you, that is on them. But if we have, you know, this collective going as our sisters keepers, we can inspire and motivate and lift and say to our sisters, say to our young girls, our seniors, our, our preteens and our teens, our young women, you are more than enough. You have worth. You have value. I'm here, and I have your back. That's what we need. That is what is so important. I think it's important for us to focus on how we can be our sister's keepers because somewhere, somewhere, there's a young girl, a preteen, a teen, a young woman, a woman and or a senior who may need somebody to help them on their journey in some shape, form, or fashion. As being part of that collective of being our sisters' keepers, we have to remember that our needs, experiences, and journeys are so very unique. On the various levels, various dimensions, fronts, whatever you want to label it. And the more support that we receive as we travel on our individual journeys, the more successful we will be in reaching higher ground and achieving our dreams and accomplishing goals. So when we talk about being our sisters' keepers, we're there for each other. Good, bad, ugly times, we are there. We're trying to support and help lift each other up to make it. You know, I'm from the old school of the way. You get into the ranks, you turn around, and you owe it to help pull somebody else in, and that's what I do. I've had several conversations today um, with so many different women, young women, um, a little older. I've had great conversations today in the past couple of days with so many women who are going to be guests on visibility. And as I explain to each one, my focus and how I operate is that if I can help you, I will help you. Just don't ask me for money, but I will help you. I'm just joking. But I seriously, if I can help you in some way, if I can serve as a, an advisor, a mentor, if I can help guide you, if there's somebody I know, if there's somebody you need help with, I can't help you with, I'll refer you to someone who can. So you see, my friends, it's all about the network that we put together the bond and the unity among us, for us, and by us that's going to make the difference. We are our sister's keepers. And as Maya Angelou, the late Maya Angelou said, stated, you know, right here we continue to rise, and we can do that. So as I end this little this segment, remember that we are our sister's keepers. We need each other. In so many ways. You know, whether you form a small group or collective, whatever you want to identify it as, where you're supporting each other, you're lifting each other to higher ground, whether it's, you know, in a personal way, it's academically, it's career-wise, this is what we need to try and do to focus in on that collective of being our sister's keepers. Because you will see that not only will you achieve
received so much, um, or gained rather, so much, uh, so much from the experience of being a part of this collective, of being your sister's keepers. But you will see that just by offering a helping hand, being somebody's opportunity will give you such a fulfilling, you know, feeling, satisfaction that you reached out and you were part of the change needed to help somebody as they traveled along in their journey. That's it in a nutshell, gang. So that ends my segment on being our sister's keepers. I hope it was interesting to you. I hope you can take something from it and apply it and use it in some way. Before I close, I did want to remind everyone of our upcoming shows. Our next episode will air on Tuesday the 13th. And that episode is going to be titled, Black is Beautiful, Defining Yourself for Yourself, Authentically and Unapologetically, and it will be at 8 p.m. And another announcement I wanted to bring to your attention, the call for submissions. The National Girls and Women of Color Council has a call for submissions out that closes on May 31st for our, our anthology. The anthology is titled, our Voices, Our Stories, Advancing, Celebrating, Embracing Girls and Women of Color. We're looking for submissions of essays, short stories, um, excerpts, um, poems. Uh, what else? I think there was something else. We were, add. we were adding a lot of stuff. It's on our website. Um, so submit. Consider encouraging young girls. We extended the deadline to May because we're interested in really getting our young girls to write and get submissions from them because their voices are important and they must be heard. So if you have any questions about it, you can go to ngwcc.org. That is our website. You can go to our WordPress blog um, also and read about the call for submissions. If you have questions about it, reach out to me. But it's important that we try and encourage our girls to write, our young women to write, even our seniors. So we're looking forward to your submissions. We've received a great, great number of responses, and we're really thrilled and overjoyed. And thank you to all of, the, all of you who submitted to the anthology. You know, it's, it's going to be awesome. And at the end of the day, regardless of how many we have at the end of the, the close of the call for submissions, the anthology will be published. One thing I forgot to mention earlier in the show is that during my talking about sponsors and advertisements, is that Complexity, Complexity Talk Radio will donate a portion of sponsorship and advertisement proceeds to the National Girls and Women of Color Council in the development and growth of their programs to help them with these programs to get them launched and get them up and going. So as I go to close, my friends, I just wanted to leave you with this. You know, Be Bold, that song, you got it, um, what is the name of the song? Let me, let me get it right because I'm going to play it at the end. Um, you Gotta Be by Desiree. Um, remember in all that you do, you're part of that collective of being your sister's keepers. You know, you got to be bad and bold, wise or hard. You know, stronger, cool, calm, but keep it together and stay together. Work together in unity. So I want to leave you with this tonight, gang. In the words of the late Mary Cloud, 
I leave you hope. I say this in quotation marks. I leave you hope. I leave you the charge of developing confidence in one another. I leave you a thirst for education. I leave you the respect for the uses of power. I leave you faith. I leave you racial dignity, end quote. I, Dr. Donna Maria Culbreth, leave you with the hope that we, as black women, can actually come together and form a bond and a unity for us, by us and among us, to be our sister's keepers in the millennium and going forward, and understand the power that exists when we work together for the good of all sisters of the village, because there is power in numbers. There's nothing we cannot and will not be able to do as our sister's keepers. So, my friends, enjoy your week. Smile at another sister as you you pass her on the street. Be somebody's opportunity. And remember, to thine own self be true. Be authentic in all that you do. Speak your truth unapologetically. Love passionately. Live with purpose. Be your inspiration. And most importantly, define yourself for yourself. And you keep rising to the top. This is Dr. Donna Maria Culbreth signing off for visibility. I leave you all with this song. Good night. Baby.